You're listening to I Like Your Dress with Ali and Tori. Rambles of love, fear, and trying new things. This podcast is recorded in the Femme Den, a cute little ground suite in Richmond with pink swans on the wall. Edited by two novice up-and-coming podcasters. Join us every week for a different adventure. Hello. Hello. We're here. We are here. We're going to record. We are going to record. We're recording now. (laughs) That was our intro. (laughs) One of the best ones, I think. It's really fun. Um, So this time, we're going to be talking about the Fringe Festival. Ooh, Tori, what is the Fringe Festival? But Allison, I don't even know. I have no idea. What is it? You tell me. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. I was asking you because you're more involved. I guess so. Yeah. I've, I've been in it before. It's true. I just was like twisting. Well, I'm very, I'm very impressed how you boomerang that back at me though. I have to be honest, was not prepared. Your interviewing skills. I did a psychology degree. Nice. <laughs> Some very like. Um, one of like, so Carl Young or I think, no, Carl something. journalism there. This guy named Carl. Yo. He was a psychologist and he's like the cliche of psychologist where you go to a therapy session and they would be like. You tell them, like, I feel sad. And they'd be like, and why do you feel sad? And this feels really intimate today because we're sharing a microphone again for the first time in a while. Your eyes are beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, like, super nervous about my breath. <laughs> I'm like, No, Shit. it's good. I drank so much coffee. No, it's good. It's fine. <sighs> I'm just going to breathe over there. No, you're fine. Okay. Your breath is good. This is fun. How's my breath? <gasps> I don't know. Now I was I'm, breathing now I'm self-conscious the... <laughs> because, like, oh, maybe she brought it up because my breath is no, actually foul. I'm here. No, I'm I... going, your breath is great. <laughs> I can feel my own breath. Oh, I hate that. You know, your breath is fine. Okay. Your breath is fine. Wonderful. We need to pause. How's my breath? I literally, I was breathing over there, so I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> Breathe it now. <laughs> it smells like air. Not fishy crackers because I just put a bunch in my mouth. Oh, very fishy crackery. Great. <laughs> that's what I wanted. <laughs> what, that's like cheese and salt? Anyway. Mm-hmm. How was your um, psychologist? He just twisted around on people. And that's what I was doing to you. Or like, um, you know, he never gave you advice. He just made you think like, what do you think? And like, what do you, your opinion? Because they're not that's actually right. legally yeah. supposed to give you advice. What? The therapists? What? Yeah. What? Because they might get in trouble. Really? Yeah. They're allowed to counsel you through your oh, okay. issues. Like, mm, I guess it's a fine line. Yeah. What's my, my therapist always throws me for a loop because every time I sit down with her, she's like, oh, what's going on this week? And then I'll like tell her. And then she always just like, is there a time in your childhood where you felt this way? And it's always making me think back to, did I have a terrible childhood? (laughs) I did feel like this. Oh my God. There's a reason why I'm feeling like this, like this. Because I was, I felt like this as a kid. Yeah. She's good. She's good. Anyway, the French festival. So don't give people advice if you're a therapist. That's our advice to you. That is. Which we can give because we're not therapists. <laughs> like I need that on a wall. <laughs> um, anyway, no, the French festival is mm-hmm. really great. I was in it. Um, we were actually discussing this earlier. Yeah. Um, so I was in it in, out of high school. Our drama teacher had been a well. I guess no. Yeah, we both had her at one point. Yeah. Um, she did plays in the French festival, and she got actors, and I did like a fairy running around, and it was really fun. Um, it was like a Shakespeare, all the, the women in Shakespeare, different Shakespeare plays, kind of each different actor had like a monologue type thing or a performance that they do. And I was like the tour guide, the fairy guide that like led you from person to person. And I introduced each character mm-hmm. and gave like a little synopsis that they didn't know what Shakespeare play it was. Um, it was really fun. So I've been in the French fe- festival before as mm-hmm. an artist. I've always actually wanted to do a French play, but I've never really done it. I don't know what I would do. Apparently it's really easy to get involved oh, yeah. into the French festival. Oh, yeah. They actually, um, it's like a lottery. I think. 
so essentially, you know, a bunch of people like say, hey, I have an idea for a show. I want to be in the Fringe Festival. And then it's just luck of the draw from there. So you can like, you and I think the parameters are pretty, it's not like you just submit like a written thing beforehand. I mean, maybe there's some parameters, but it's fairly simple from what I've heard. Hmm. Um, but yeah. So I was in it before. I really liked it. I performed. I love going. It's always so fun. Like, yeah, there's so many crazy things you can see. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen juggling. I've seen one-woman shows, one-man shows, one-person shows, I guess is a good way to describe those. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just really awesome. You never know what you're going to get into either. That's so cool. So when it came down to what we were going to think about trying this week, um, because Tori had already done the Fringe Festival, a friend of mine actually – uh, she works for um, Fringe, and when I was asking her a bit about what she does and what what Fringe is all about, I started thinking a bit about um, being a audience member of Improv, and I've gone to Queerprov previously, and that's just down on Davy. Um, and I also have attended UBC's Improv Night, mm-hmm. which is so much fun. Yeah, they always, Highly recommend. They always actually, so they're supposed to have, um, I guess, there's like the fire code, you know, only 100 people or like 300 people in the, the room that they do it in, in the Scarf Building at UBC. They always go over the fire code and they always say like, no, no, it's, we can only have this many people. But then everyone else waiting outside, they always just like let you in. They just sit on the stairs. And oh, if yeah. there's a fire, they're all going to die. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> so worth it. It's so much Risk fun. And it's completely inexpensive yeah, uh, as well. Yeah, as well as queer prov. So if any of you in the city are wanting to try or go out to improv to see what it's all about, there's also Granville Island does improv as well. Yeah, there's the shows there. Um, yeah, it's literally called like the Improv Center or something. I can't remember. It's fantastic. They're good, they, good stuff. They are so amazing down there. Oh, like there's tons of small. Actually, the Fringe Festival is what makes me realize how many small theaters there are oh, on yeah. the island. Like, yeah. Because during Fringe, it's just everywhere. Everywhere is like a, secretly a theater and you have no idea. So there's stuff going on all year round there. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, because there's small theaters and small shows. You can see like something for pretty pretty cheap and like well done. Fringe Festival I like because I think it's subsidized so well and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you can get like really impressive performances um, and it's like, I mean, because I did the four-person, like, the four-show pass, mm-hmm. which is 40 bucks, and you have, like, a $5 membership. But each show is basically, like, $11 with yeah. that, which it's, is pretty good. Honestly, if you guys are looking for something to do, um, it's incredibly inexpensive, and it's a great way to see theater in the city mm-hmm. um, and improv as well. So when I was coming up to her about uh, potentially, oh, what we are going to be doing next episode, she mentioned that she could get us some um, interview passes for Fringe and made me think about I had actually never gone to a Fringe play before. Yeah, so I knew Tori had. um, So we were fortunate enough to both attend Emily, the play that they had going on there. And it was the musical based off the movie. Yes, which fit perfectly because both Tori and I absolutely love the movie. So good. If you're not familiar about it, it takes place in France and it's just a very quirky... If you like Wes Anderson, it's perfect. It's like, (laughs) it's it's amazing. I feel like if you just like weirdness and you like like French humor, you will like it. It Even just colors, like the... Film is done so beautifully and it's just so aesthetically pleasing. Uh, I think her name is uh, Ad- Audrey Tattoo, who does it, who plays her in it. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, uh, I forget her name, but the actress. Yeah. I think it's Audrey something. Yeah. Um, she does an amazing job. And I actually had no idea that there was a musical no. of it. Um, 
And we actually had already done our part two to this episode. Shh, don't don't spoil it. Oh, they'll okay. learn. They'll learn more. Can I say who we brought on? Oh, sure. Okay. We Next week. we were two weeks from this oh, one. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were fortunate enough to have um, Chris Lamb, who is the director of that play. Serious stuff, guys. We're Serious. real podcasters. Oh, look at us. Look at us, a director, a director. And (laughs) it was a fantastic, it was actually a very, like we learned a lot during that interview. Yeah, it was great. It was incredibly informative. And we also got to learn a lot behind the scenes of what goes on in a theater production. Um, So I, this whole episode is going to be about theater really and the fringe festival and yeah basically the the arts community in general which i think is a really support your artists go see performances yeah the fringe festival is nice because it does actually kind of tie into so many other art forms like i mean it mostly everyone thinks like plays and um you know well i just plays (laughs) that was silly Mostly everyone just thinks about the plays and like going to a theater and sitting down to watch a stereotypical show with actors and mm-hmm. stagehands and lights and musicals, maybe like that kind of type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like, um, there's everything. You well, see spoken word artists, yeah. you can see like you said, like improv or kind of like shows that maybe have more of a loose storytelling to them. One person shows, huge casts, crazy musical stuff, crazy like. It's almost what it reminds me of is like America's Got Talent kind of thing. Well, you know? <laughs> Fringe is actually worldwide. Oh, yeah. The it the most popular one is actually in Edinburgh. They have a massive Fringe festival there. Um, and I think that's where it really started getting a lot of its popularity from. And there's one in Toronto as well. There's one in, I think Victoria. there's Victoria. Um, and it's it, in me. Yeah. <laughs> And I am the Fringe Festival. <laughs> the best thing about it is it really is just a showcase of artists showing off and storytelling their work. You have literally any skill, you could have a Fringe show. Yeah. And it's very easy to join. It's, yeah. It's like, it's a, like Tori was saying, it was a lottery job. Yeah. If you just, um, I think it's, you don't have to do a script, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think it's literally just like an idea, like yeah. a pitch. I like. You didn't have to have the idea or anything formed at all. Like, mm-hmm. I know I've seen, or like, I've heard through the grapevine, essentially, of, like, friends who were, like, artists of, like, spoken word or something like that. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they probably have some stuff they're going to perform, but I've heard the, like, people just joke, like, oh, yeah, I don't even know when I'm going to perform the shows in a week. And you're just like, what? What are you talking what about? What do you mean? But, like, it is a pretty, like, low bar, like not low bar but low low entry i will say it's low entry mm-hmm. which makes it interesting if because there are picks of the week that um the fringe festival holds so um it their performances that are really um it's like an outstanding cast it's a big it's a bigger production and they travel all over the world too oh yeah there's there's um i think the one that you saw was traveling wasn't it um, he was from Victoria. The, oh, okay. the, the, he was a substitute teacher. I saw Carrie okay, mm-hmm. um, actually, before I saw Emily. And that was this this year's Fringe Festival. Yes, this year. And I, it is still going on yeah. as well. Um, for, I think by the time this comes out, it'll be over. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting for next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it goes on for like two weeks, first two weeks of September, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not even just like the Fringe shows that are really good. They actually, it's like... Um, the sense of community, which comes up in our other episodes. Yeah. Well. Like, it's really like supportive and people are there to like, just to give you like time and space and like respect, which is mm-hmm. great. And I love that. And also they have a killer bar. Seriously. Tell Ellie. us about the bar. It doesn't know. No, I know. It's always me. Like I always tie it to like this. <laughs> <laughs> so no, they have the fringe Cause bar. Cause it's more than just plays that are happening. It's, yeah. um, 
Tori mentioned that there are workshops as well yeah. that go on I've during never Fringe. I've done the workshops. I just learned that this year and I've Ooh. gone like three times to the Fringe Festival. That's fantastic. Tell but, us more, Tori. Well, I, I, I didn't even go to them. So I love I that know. segment. Tell us more, Tori. I wish. Tell us more, Tori. No, I don't. I, I just know they exist. And I it's, I think that's a good way to go if you don't even know anything. And you're like, how can I even mm. do a show or how can I be involved in a show? Like, go to the workshops. Because I think the workshops are that kind of thing where, like, I assume that they're essentially like artists um, explaining their own art. Like, that's what I get. I guess it is about. Haven't done them. I, I would like to. Um, oh, there we go. We're just looking them up now. <laughs> Who needs to do research beforehand when you could Google it during the show? Well, this is all so like Masters of Creative Nonfiction, oh, Writing no, on the is, Edge of the World. This is Writer's Festival. Okay, so let's, oh, oh, that's coming up too. So there's the Radical Collaborative Inclusive Theater, which sounds really, really interesting. Hmm. Um, and there's... Oh, wow, 101. Are we there yet? Wow. Okay. So it's like lots of different types of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's actually someone who puts on a show, I think. How to also... tell a story with John Bennett. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Very oh, cool. cool. So yeah, there's, there's workshops. There's things going on. There's at the Fringe Bar, they, if you even are just like, you want to see one show and you're not even sure if you're going to like it, like, oh, well, you, maybe you hated it. Maybe it was really weird. It doesn't even matter because there's still the bar and it's really fun. Like, honestly, I go every year half for the bar because they have square dances. They have live bands every night. They have like a draw for like a big prize usually. And it's just like people having fun. And like, if you, artists are fun people usually. So oh, you'll yeah. go and like make friends. It's really, really friendly. Um, I always love dancing and they do have square dancing, which is great and rad. And I've had a blast there. Um, and I think it, where, where about it's, it's, it's usually an outdoor bar. So it's just like, they take an area and they just, it's like, in Granville Island. Yeah. yeah. It's on Granville Island. It'll be usually outdoor somewhere. This time it was right by right near, I think it was near the arts. Is it the arts club? I think it was just near the arts club. Mm-hmm. It was just in like this area of cement that they had put a, you know, fence around. Yeah. In previous years, it was right across from that, like off the tracks cafe or whatever it is. Oh yeah. That big area. That's a, mm-hmm. that was actually a really nice setup that time. Um, but yeah, and also there's a master list of all the shows. So like, for example, I went there last Wednesday and I was like, I don't even know what I might see. Like I saw one show that I wanted to see and then I missed my other show or I thought I did and then I didn't and then it was really late. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I ended up not seeing anything, but I went there because I was just like, I'll see whatever is going on at the time that I get there. And there's literally like three or four plays sometimes or not plays, performances going on at the same time. And you can just be like what do I want to go to? And if you walk around, like people are really friendly. Like the artists oh, yeah. also want you to come to their shows. And so they'll be walking around, like handing you, you'll all get handed like three or four, like a little, like, um, uh, what are they called? Pamphlets. Yeah. Pamphlets. But it's like, it's just like a little play, like playbill. I feel like anyway, it's mm-hmm. like a small poster That's so fantastic. <laughs> of like their show. And like, they'll talk to you and like, it's like, Oh, Hey, my show's at 9 PM tonight. Maybe if you're not doing anything, come by. Like it's really just like be open-minded and like go and I be ready to have that. a good time. Like go with the flow. You never know your wind up. It's magical. That's so cool. It is the best thing. I love that. And especially if you are sightseeing around Vancouver or you're just like oh, yeah. out with your friends looking for something to do. Um, it's a great and inexpensive way to just get out in the city. Um, and especially get to see some plays for an upcoming artists that have worked really hard yeah. um for their oh, yeah a lot of the people do um yeah. go like all over the world i saw one person i think i can't remember if she was canadian or if she was from i feel like she was somewhere else like mm-hmm. she'd done her show like a lot of places it was yeah. really well well a lot of them are traveled um originally i don't know if you're familiar with um amazon did a um amazon prime did like a, a tv series called fleabag that was originally mm-hmm. um showcased at the london fringe festival by philby phoebe walker bridge 
And she's like an incredible comedian and she did a one woman show at that Fringe Festival and it became a worldwide like hit. Mm -hmm. So you never know where your plays are going to take you to. And she was just apparently she didn't even have a lot of um, writing background at the time when she had done Fleabag as well when she had performed it and got a lot of publicity and word of ear. You never know where your plays are going to take off. And yeah. Well, that's what it is too. Like, it is like anyone can do it and mm-hmm. like if you've had that like little dream that little performing itch like you can scratch it and you'll, yeah. never know. Like, you'll really love it like it's really cool you don't even need that much of a um an acting uh no oh uh, one of the leads in emily had like no acting experience apparently yeah oh no i spoiled it shit <laughs> <laughs> no you didn't it's fine Shh. Anyway, listen to that episode too. It's going to be yeah, good. Yeah, it's going to be great. This is so out of out of order. My brain's No, I know. Mine, <laughs> mine too. We just had him over. He was fantastic. Chris Lamb, he's going to be on next episode. Um, any other upcoming uh, plays you want to see from Fringe? Mm-hmm. Well, well, Fringe just ended this Sunday. There's mm-hmm. still, I think, something going on Wednesday, like some, a few more shows going on. I haven't looked into it too There's too, also too some burlesque performance as well, if you're yeah, into that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't even realize um, that they had that. A burlesque showcase elemental um, that is also done by Screaming Chicken Society. There's uh, members of Luminous Dance community that are involved and Vancouver Burlesco, and they all collaborated and made this beautiful piece. There are a bunch of dancers from different burlesque communities and it's it was amazing apparently um there was also a very cool alice in wonderland piece that was done at the wise hall theater oh cool that i a friend of mine told me about that was supposed to be amazing and you have so many different kinds of plays and just showcases out there because it's not some of them are just like one yeah one i think a lot of them well. end up being just one person so that's sort of the easiest to put on mm-hmm. if you have like not a lot of like uh, resources like yeah. you know one person show we need one person yeah um and i think the fringe actually if i remember correctly because they give you a theater they also do provide like some lighting technicians and people so you oh, don't actually really? or like and you have to pay them a little bit maybe but i can't remember the details but i know that they will um, at least offer the option in some form. Yeah. Either you pay like a subsidized well, amount or, or it's included when you like enter the draw. I'm not totally sure how that works. I'm totally into it. But, um, but yeah, they do have, like you don't have to go and find a friend who knows how to do lighting because that would be very so technical. interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'll yeah. add that to the blog post. We'll post the link um, all about the, um, if you're interested in entering into the next year's Friends mm-hmm. Festival, that's where you can look for that. Well, and even if you just like want to get involved, they're always looking for volunteers for yes. stuff too. I always mean to volunteer because I'm sure that they probably get a few free tickets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And there's so many like, like oh my gosh, like literally three or four plays going on like every hour or so, yeah. something ridiculous. And yeah. so of course they're going to need volunteers with, like tickets and like all these sorts of things. So you can help out and like do cool stuff and make good friends. Yeah. Speaking of acting. Tori, what is your background in acting and theater? Oh, um, I was a little kid and I knew I was going to be a star. Oh, love this. <laughs> no. Um, I always love asking you questions because I just got a blue guitar, like a child size guitar, and we were super excited. So we like sang rock and roll style Christmas carols. I love that. And like Lion, Lion Sleeps Tonight to my like whole family. And I had like, 
I like a lot of cousins. I'd like 17 to 30 people at like a Christmas dinner every year. Yeah, that like, sounds big family. Not like my siblings or anything, just cousins and aunts and uncles. And we are all very close. And uh, I can't believe I was, I mean, I was a child, so I was obviously not embarrassed, but uh-huh. I'm sure if anyone recorded it and it existed, there's the nowhere life, they can run. Everything is embarrassing. Yeah. Anyway, but no, so that was my first performance. Um, you know, lion songs and Christmas carols for my family. Oh, man. <laughs> the blue guitar. I think they listened to me for like 20 minutes too. Or at least they pretended to. Did you play any songs on the guitar? I didn't even know how to play guitar, but I think we were like both pretending to play it. Like we like strummed it, but not at all to the right tunes. Like we just sang over noise. (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, But no, in in like a more serious sense, um, I really, I did a lot of spoken word, which if you know me, obviously you know that. (laughs) Don't go. I always say this. Don't Google me. Like, please don't Google me. Google Tori. Don't Google me. I'll post it. Don't you dare tag any of those videos in the blog post because I will be pissed. You did so well with your spoken word, though. I have flo- I have traveled to can- the Canadian Festival of yeah, Spoken Word. Yeah, what are you word. talking so about? I guess I'm kind of a- the shit. <laughs> She's kind of a big deal, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, no. I had to beg um, her to be on a podcast oh with me. Oh, my God. You asked, like, twice. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Once, actually. I think the first time we just didn't actually get around to it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. So in the, in high school, I did, like, theater. I never had time after school to, like, do the after school stuff. But I, I did know. It. Me too. And I know. I kind of, like, I did it in grade 8, and I did it in, like, grade 11 and 12 or something like that. Mm. Um, but I really, really liked it. And I think it's such a good way to get someone, like, out of their shell. Yeah. And to give people, like, time to, like, to shine, you know? Definitely. It's such a good way to just be you know, um, whatever you want to be for one, because you can act yeah. in any role. Like I got to be uh, Mercutio in one of our plays, not, not in Romeo and Juliet, but in, um, we did a one act version of good morning, Juliet. Good night. De- good morning. Desdemona. Good night. Juliet is what it's called. Oh. It's a very cool play where this person gets sucked into a book of the two plays kind of combined or something like that. Neat. It's kind of, I think that's what happens. Uh, I forget, but I was, I had a side role. Don't blame me. But anyways, I got to be like all these side characters. Um, and being Mercutio was the best cause I had like short hair. So it was just oh, like this, perfect. just this horny dude on stage. I love it. It was fun. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then I was in the fringe festival. So, I've done performance poetry. I've done a few acting things. Um, and now I have a podcast. <laughs> wow. Look at you. My dream job as a kid was to be like a radio show host or something. Like, Honey, I you're loved, living it. I know. I'm so I'm almost <laughs> there. I just love talking. So like I, my, my whole family, like as a kid, I was like, I was the chatterbox that they were like teasing me and telling me to shut up. But also they loved me because yeah, they're my family. They're, they have to. Um, they made me this way. <laughs> Every, it's their fault. <laughs> Yeah, I don't my, my family said the same way too. Yeah, always. But yeah, I don't really think I've done that. I actually would like to do more theater and more mm-hmm. performing and stuff. I've, we haven't done it yet, but one of the things I've always wanted to try is stand-up comedy, which will be coming up, you I promise. It was in the up. preview, but I yep. haven't done it yet. Um, and I can't wait for that. But yeah, I really, yeah, I really like performing. I like just like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to say it without it coming across narcissistic. Like, no, <laughs> no. Well, I thing, want to be well, the, the stage. The thing about, like, I think, like, a big part about performance in general is you really do have to put yourself out there well, and yeah. really do be like, look at me. Like, in terms of, I mean, I, I d- dance, like, burlesque. Right. So that's part of, like, the biggest thing is we all call each other fairies. If you stop clapping, we die. <laughs> that's, like, the biggest thing. And in yeah, terms of, like, stage cool. performance, the audience knows if you're confident or not. Oh, yeah. And that does so much for your actual performance when you're mm-hmm. on stage. Oh, totally. So honestly, 
sometimes you just have to be. We all love attention. Like yeah. everybody can admit you love attention. If we didn't love attention. Well, there would be no podcast. No, there would be no anything. <laughs> there would be no anything. Because we'd all be introverts reading books, which is also a fine because I love books. But yeah, no. No, no, I think. We the need world needs introverts and the world needs extroverts. We need both. Yes. We need people to want to perform and people to watch the performance. So there you go. Otherwise, it's either an empty room. But fun fact, there are also a lot of my stage friends who are very introverted, which I actually Mm. find very interesting. Well, I think actually that makes some sense. They have like a a pseudo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You might like perform one way, like a part of you that wants to be like that. But then in like maybe other ways in your life, you're not. Which is (laughs) another reason why I think theater and storytelling is just such an amazing outlet for you to really break out of your shell and meet new people that you you might not have thought to meet before. Oh, I've made so many good friends from Mm -hmm. like going and doing shows or going and seeing shows, going, being in shows. It's just like, it's a great sense of community, really. And you never really know where it'll take you. Um, You can also audition, even if you don't have that much of a background in acting or theater in general, you can like our... Um, our director came on, Chris Lam for Emily, mentioned that Nino didn't have any acting experience and he got one of the like leading roles in his play. So you really don't know where it's going to take you and you just got to put yourself out there. And even if you're like, oh, I'm not good enough, like that whole voice in your head is always like that or oh, I can never get the lead role. What's the point? Like, no, there's secondary roles. And also if you are timid, it's great to start in like maybe a couple lines because they're a, easier to remember because mm-hmm. you have less work in a sense but then you and they can really nail it it's got like two lines oh fun related tangent so Shakespeare's plays they were not written down as I don't know hopefully you know that but if you don't now you do um he pretty much wrote his plays by telling the actors what to say and writing on like really? nap, and writing on napkins and I actually it away. didn't know that yeah which is why um so a lot of the different versions of Shakespeare's plays are not like there's disagreements among ac- academics of what it the, what the literal words were um which is hilarious because it's an ambic pentameter you think it could only be a certain way but there is some ambiguity and it's because a there was no physical copy that he wrote down of anything um and which and so everything had to be like word of mouth so uh for like the lead roles were to have the most lines Mm -hmm. and probably the most loyal actors uh because many theater companies were trying to steal shakespeare's works and sell the play as like on paper yeah and to like perform it elsewhere um, the main acting roles, they couldn't get like the dialogue down as well. Whereas like the side characters, so like Mercutio being a dick, yeah. like that actor just was like, sure, I'll sell out my, you know, fucking one scene. Why yeah. not? And so like the, the, the ones that we're the most sure about are like, um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, for example. They're just like, that is like, I'm sure hardly anyone knows exactly what characters I'm talking about or which mm-hmm. play that is, but even I can't remember right now, but I just remember that was the example in class. I think it's Romeo and Juliet or something. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah. That dialogue that's like spot on, we're like super sure. So obviously the actor who played that character went to another theater company and like mm-hmm. sold the words. Just like, oh, this is what Shakespeare told me to say. Um, but yeah, so anyways. Hmm. Yeah, even the fr- you can write your fringe play that way and no one can steal it because no one will remember exactly what the words were. Yeah, <laughs> that's so interesting. Fun facts from Tori. Fun facts with Tori. Well, Tori, what do you think? I think that concludes. I this. think that's pretty much it for now. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to talk too much. Jeez. Yeah. We'll talk your ears off all day. We always will. Um, so tune in for our part two where we have our director for Amelie, um, a sold out a fringe 
performance. Yeah. Um, Chris Lamb will be in the studio. He's great. He's great. And we'll have more advice, tidbits, and facts about Fringe and acting in the city. Stay tuned. Bye. Mwah. <laughs> We would like to end this podcast by acknowledging and thanking the land that we are on that is the unceded territory of the Coast Salish people. Intro and outro are covered by surfs by Kong Crater Boys. See you next time. Allie, would you care to do the honors? Tori and I are excited to be teaming up with Skillshare. Skillshare is an online platform with classes covering nearly every topic you can imagine, from internet marketing, graphic design, or even flower arranging. You can take all of their courses from the comfort of your own home. A pretty amazing thing, especially given all the time we're spending at home right now. Sign up for your free trial at skillshare.eqcm.net slash ILYD. If you love their service, you can get a two-month subscription for free. Now, back to the show. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.